Hi there, this is Justina, and you're listening to the Exploding Head Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Justine, and welcome to the Exploding Head Podcast. Hey, today is Pride Day, and this month, June, is Pride Month. So I thought this is a very good opportunity to talk about the LGBTQ+. Maybe I've missed a letter, sorry for that really, situation around the world. To very quickly summarize, not necessarily how it is, because that would not be a quick summary <laughs> at all but to talk about the areas that are very much problematic. These are not the only problematic areas, but this is something we have to look at when we're trying to assess what's going well and what's not going well, and where a lot, some, none, now nah, probably some work is needed. So what I'm not going to do in this episode is to try to convince you that people who belong to the LGBTQ plus community have the same rights, that, hey, people are equal and they're equal citizens and they deserve equality. I take that as a given and I'm not here to argue for that. But I want to do the following, to talk about several areas, to remind us once again where work might be needed and also to encourage you to do that work, to contribute to this cause, no matter how small you might think the contribution might be. So let me begin. So I was thinking, okay, there's really no way how I can briefly summarize what's happening in the LGBTQ plus, you know, right situation around the world. But what I can do is at least to distinguish a couple of areas for you to sort of check them out, to do your comparisons, to do your own research in terms of what's happening in your country, in your region, how the situation is. So this is not an exhaustive list. Obviously, you can add many other areas and categories, but I thought this is a good place to start. So where can we look? Where can we even begin to look how the situation is really in terms of LGBTQ plus rights and the situation in general? And a good place to start, I'd say, is the legal base, right? What are the rights guaranteed by the law to people who identify as LGBTQ? So different kinds of rights could be obviously marriage is a big deal, adoption is a big deal, but also things like anti-discrimination laws. Do they even exist? Do they include LGBTQ um, members also under that umbrella? What about the media laws? You might have heard of some pretty fucked up laws in Russia from a longer time ago in terms of um, how or if uh, LGBTQ community can be presented because it's a threat to children. And now very recently, just this month, actually Hungary passed a relatively similar law that says that basically you cannot be presenting information or in a positive way, I believe at least, uh, about any you know homosexual behaviors let's say, uh, to minors, to people under 18, because that would be promoting homosexuality. And uh, that's really scary, obviously. Like, I've used a tone that's not very serious, but this is very serious. And, you know, however, I myself, you know, being from Europe, how I see Europe and its values, how you see it, it can be pretty bad. Plus, I will say again, I've revealed that in my previous episodes, I'm from Lithuania, which is still a very conservative country in that respect. 
why it's conservative? Look at the legal base, look at the laws, and look at other indices and other aspects that I'm going to mention to you right now. But so laws, media laws, anything within the education system, if once again, uh, LGBTQ you know, community can be even presented, or is that seen as once again, threat to <laughs> kids? You might have heard how in the US under Trump, it became much more difficult for transgender people to serve in the military. So that's another law, right? That's a set of laws we're looking at. Another thing also specific to the US, I'm actually not sure about other countries, but you had recently a couple of states, Arkansas and Alabama, passing laws to uh, ban gender-affirming healthcare to minors. Uh, in Arkansas, it was, yeah, people under 18. And in Alabama, I think it's still being questioned, but I believe it's a very similar situation. So, so do people who identify as transgender have the right even to, you know, go through the procedures, to, through the medical treatment that they need to actually move from one gender to another gender? And these are just a couple of examples that we can look at in terms of the legal base of any country, right? We can sort of investigate these things and see how different countries are doing in those respects. Another area, and they're all interconnected, of course. I mean, you can think that countries that have very uh, strict and conservative laws, that what that does that obviously shapes the public opinion or opinion of certain groups, certain violent groups sometimes, right? They might feel emboldened to do certain things. So obviously the whole legal system has an effect on other aspects I'm going to mention to you right now. And one of them is a very, a very dark one. It is a very dark one. And that is violence. So violence, you know, hate crimes, bullying, obviously, different kinds of violence, of course, against the LGBTQ plus community and uh, what we've been seeing in some countries, by some I mean the US and Brazil, another one, is a sharp increase in violence against especially, specifically, transgender people. In the US you had an increase last year and I'm actually putting that in my references in an article that surrounds this podcast episode. Actually I'm putting all the references and a couple of really beautiful videos that I personally really liked. I found them beautiful, personal, impactful. And I recommend you, you know, click on the link on my podcast episode and go to that article and watch them. They're really beautiful. Ah, very emotional. Um, and there's also a link to the statistics that I'm mentioning now. But so in Brazil, yeah, last year, uh, it was 175 transgender people who got killed, like murdered, which is, you know, one person every other day. And obviously there's an element of intersectionality. Approximately 70% of these murdered people were black also. So we, ha we have to talk about various things, when, especially when we talk about Brazil with a bundle of social issues stemming from, you know, post-colonialism and, and other messed up factors. But yeah, violence against transgender people, I'd like to believe that it's maybe not on the rise everywhere, but the fact that it is on the rise somewhere, isn't that in itself alarming and horrible in general. And the third thing I wanted to mention very quickly is of course, mental health. I should have mentioned earlier, even the very notion that we can measure these things accurately, you know, that people speak out 
uh, you know, when they're, let's say, attacked. Not always, right? Or let's say if you're not in a good mental state, you might not speak out about that and you might not feel comfortable identifying as an LGBTQ plus, you know, person when you do talk about it, right? So a lot is unreported or underreported at least. But so mental health and more specifically, if we look at different countries and indices of you know, we look at depression rates and uh, even I would say more alarmingly, even though depression is a big deal, of course. But if we look at suicide rates of LGBTQ youth in some countries where we do have the statistics, it's scary. It's really sad. And obviously it needs to change. And we have a report that showed that in the U.S., and the report only looked at the transgender people, that the suicide rates among the transgender population was 10 times higher than the average. 10 times higher. That's for transgender people in the U.S. A very specific study. I've linked to that also in my article. And sadly, if you look at almost any country that has the statistics, even the countries that seemingly are doing well, more progressive countries... I highly doubt that you will find a country where LGBTQ+, especially the youth, that they wouldn't be at risk, that their mental health uh, indices and suicide rates, that they're not doing worse. I mean, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. But I would be surprised to find any country where mental health indices, suicide rates were somehow comparable to the average in any country. So once again, legal base, various indices on the violence that people experience and the mental health toll that all of that, the whole context, the whole reality takes on our LGBTQ plus friends. That is all real. That all needs to change. And we have to talk about it all very importantly too. And when people say, well, why are the people marching? Do we really need the parades? Like, why, you know, like, couldn't people just sort of not do that? What do they want, really? And you can say, uh, I think it's clear what people want. Everything I've been mentioning today in my episode, they want not that. They want not that. And, you know, I've talked about it before. There's another episode that's called, Are You Allowed to Represent Yourself? That's on a similar topic. And in it and in my other episodes, I do mention, I do say that political representation matters. Visibility matters. And raising your voice also matters. And I will tell you, when I was a bit younger, when I was still in school or when I was in my early 20s, I would say, yeah, I don't care. I don't care if my friends are LGBTQ. You know, that, that doesn't matter. Like, I, that's not a factor you know, for our friendship. You know, I really don't care. That's, that's all fine. And I don't say it anymore. I say, of course I care. Of course I care if my friends are LGBTQ+, because I want them to have the same rights. I want them to feel safe when they, you know, in their countries, when they travel, when they come to my country. I would like them to feel like they're equals, you know? I want them to be able to marry the people they want to marry in the country they would like to live. If they want kids, I don't want anyone to be able to like tell them that they cannot and to decide that for them. So I do care. I do care if my friends are LGBTQ+. 
And I hope that you care. And I hope that you speak out. Not just today and not just this month, but when it feels right. Maybe when it's a bit uncomfortable, but I think this is when it counts. So thank you so much for listening. Once again, please check out two amazing, beautiful, memorable videos that I've posted inside of my article that surrounds this podcast episode. They're really worth your time. Thank you for listening in general. Thank you for caring. And I'll see you soon.